If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's bad mates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's bad mates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream a download, holy cow You can stop listening now to bad mates Because we're bat mates Hello and welcome to Batmates, a podcast where me and my beloved talk about Batman the comics from the Silver Age and Batman villains. I'm Becca and I love my cats. Uh, my name's Josh and I really do expect that someday I'll find a comic valued at about $800 for 25 cents at some Rube's garage sale. So, you know, I'm just keeping the dream alive. Uh, something seems wrong. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> back to my, back to my normal self. A little little false voice going on there. Yes, that's right, listeners. We're doing the uh, everybody's favorite Batman villain, False Face. Yeah, False Face, that famous face <laughs> and name and villain that you all know. For sure, definitely. Uh, so yeah, due to um, recent historical events, we've had a lot on our mind this week, and so have you, so we won't take up too much of your time. We'll... This Just is going to be a mini-sode. A little mini-sode to uh, divert your attention to something silly and whimsical for this week. Yes, so uh, I guess we'll jump right into the Rogue Roundup mm -hmm. because we don't have any news this week. No news. The movie's still being filmed. Uh, that's all you need to know. That's mm -hmm. all the important news this week, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go over False Face. He is a Batman villain, first appearance and only appearance in Batman 113, released in 1958. He doesn't have a name. He's never really given a name. No, he's never given a name in this, and he's never given a name in, uh, I don't think, any other thing that he's in. Yeah, no. He's just called False Face. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be going over Batman 113 later in the episode. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the character, although a lot of what we have that we know about him comes directly from the comic, so it's going to be a lot of retreading ground if we go over this and then go over the comic. Mm. So tell us a little bit about his appearance in the TV show, because you also did watch that. Yes. The one episode of the TV show he was in. That's right. I uh, watched b both the uh, episode of the 1966 television show and the episode of uh, Batman Beyond and the episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold where he is featured, which is every single piece of media that he's been in. So Josh is literally the world's premier expert on false face. We are very lucky to have him on the podcast today. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, so you want to go over his appearance in the 66 television series? Yeah, just briefly. Okay, so his his appearance in the 66 television series was based off of this appearance in the comics, because it's the only appearance that he has. Mm -hmm. um, and there's actually, if you watched the episode and read the comic, there's some things that are, have parallels that I'll point out when we go over the comic. Okay. Um, he was played by, who was he played by, did you say? So he was played by Malachi Throne, um, who's an actor who was prolific for decades. Um, he actually just died a few years ago um, in his 80s. Uh, but he had a long and storied career. Um, and actually, I, fun fact, he was the, the voice of uh, the like trailer on uh, Star Wars. Oh, was, interesting. That was a cool little tidbit. But um, he actually originally wasn't credited as False Face, uh, Malachi Throne, uh, because... So in the episode, he's wearing this, like, thin plastic mask that's meant to, like, ob uh, obscure his features. And because of that, the producers wanted to, like, do something fun with that. And they wrote special guest villain, 
question mark as false face and he never was like actually credited in the credits which he was pretty upset about because people started speculating like oh who is it like Sammy Davis Jr. or Cary Grant but it was it was Malachi Throne who in his own right was a, was a great performer but he was pretty upset that he didn't actually get credit for being in this role. <laughs> and I would be too. And the other thing that we learned about him that was interesting was that he played the judge in an episode of the Batman the Animated Series. He did. He played uh, Two-Face's super ego known as the judge. And he was also in an episode of Batman Beyond as uh, Fingers the Gorilla. <laughs> Is that a character you're familiar with? It's not a character I'm familiar with. Yes. I haven't seen enough of Batman Beyond to be that familiar with it. Yeah. Malachi Throne only playing the A-listers in Batman's Rogue rogues gallery (laughs) only the ones we really do now um i guess we should say like as his name suggests he's a master of disguise uh he does crimes by impersonating people Mm -hmm. and that's sort of his gimmick and that's pretty much all he's got um he in in the television show he also has a gimmick of uh saying things that are false or saying things that are like the opposite of what they normally are sort of like bizarro does in superman Mm -hmm. so he sends letters that mean the opposite of what they say Mm -hmm. um and that's how batman gets clues in the television episode okay uh and better than the way he gets clues in this one yeah They also, um, I wanted to mention that um, the reason that he only appeared once in the television show, according to Malachi Throne, this is, we couldn't really find a real source on this, so it's sort of just speculated. Um, The mask he was wearing was so creepy that it scared viewers, uh, so they never brought him back. But I think it's probably a combination of that, and like, they also had Clayface, who's basically just the same villain, but kind of better, with like a better backstory. He's he's got like better powers and stuff. So they don't necessarily need him. Um, There was also a female false face who appeared in Birds of Prey um, for a short time and uh, I think impersonated Barbara at one point. Oh, really? Interesting. As as Batgirl. Oh. So that's all I know about female false face. Okay. Or triple F as I'm going to call her from now on. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think that leaves the Brave and the Bold and the Batman Beyond appearances. So in, in The Brave and the Bold, uh, he's shown a couple of times as just sort of like a, a side character. He's seen escaping a prison once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have an episode. In The Brave and the Bold, they did these sort of uh, opening shorts that were just a couple of minutes long. And he f- was featured in opening short of, of one of those episodes where... There was a bunch of people sitting around kind of Agatha Christie style. There's like a a murder mystery kind of thing. It it was somebody had stolen like a golden skull. And uh, (laughs) it's always like a golden whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and there was a monkey that was a detective, and and Batman was also there being a detective, and they're trying to figure out like who had stolen the skull, and they the other people sitting around the room that weren't false face admitted to like being frauds in certain different ways, like one guy uh, he was pretending to be a soldier, but he said he was really like a baker or something. Okay. There's another guy who was a professor, and he said that he cheated his way through grad school. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then uh, false face ends up being like an old lady who's like trying to shuffle away. Um, and they just like punch him. It's really, it's not like, it's just kind of funny. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a comic relief kind of opening thing. I gotcha. Uh, and then he was in Batman Beyond, uh, where he's kind of different. He doesn't do the thing where he wears masks. 
Uh, he is actually, because of Batman Beyond's like, sort of futuristic thing, he has this power where he can, like, mold his face. So he, like, pushes his like, facial features around to change the way his face looks. Like Clayface? Yes, exactly like Clayface does sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Clayface can do it by sheer force of will. Yeah. He doesn't need to mold his face with his hands, mm-hmm. I don't think. Not, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But this guy can only do it by, like, shifting it with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's weird because like he doesn't change his, his hair color most of the time, but then there's like one time in the episode where he does change his hair color. He kind of seems like an afterthought because he's like, he's not the main villain. The main villain is like the Cobra organization, which ties into like the larger Batman Beyond mythos and, uh, false face spoilers for anybody who actually wants to watch this Batman Beyond episode. Uh, he dies in the end Oh no! because the whole premise of the episode is that, um, the Cobra organization is, uh, asking the government for a ransom or else they'll release this deadly virus. And they end up like getting the virus vial. And then the Cobra guy is like, ha ha ha, but you didn't actually stop us. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, false face is also infected. So he's like a walking vector. And they're like, oh no. So they have to catch false face before he becomes contagious. Well, good thing he dies. (laughs) (laughs) False face, no. Yeah. And that's that's, uh, every single appearance of false face we've just gone over in the span of like eight minutes. Now you know. (laughs) Um, All right. Should we hop into the comic then? Yeah, I think we should. All right. Um, So this is a very short comic. It's one third of a a comic book. um, And it's called The Menace of False Face. There is no credited writer because I guess no one wanted to put their name on this abomination. Um, But I do have Sheldon Maldoff as the penciler, Charles Paris as the inker, Pat Gordon as a letterer, and Jack Schiff as the editor. I'm just going to go ahead and guess probably Bill Finger as the writer or potentially Sheldon Maldoff. Maybe just pulled double duty. Yeah. But we don't know. And if we ever find out, we'll let you know. (laughs) Um, So this comic starts out with um, a, a weird trope that we hadn't really seen yet something that happens in gotham city that um is apparently uh, a common occurrence uh, a rich person going into a store grabbing a bunch of stuff and then leaving without paying yeah well the he goes oh the the, the store owner goes oh no it's fine employee who noticed that this man left without paying mm-hmm. uh he always comes and pays at the end of the month oh i love his name is p.s smithington fantastic rich person name oh yeah for Chef's sure kiss. I love that. So P.S. Smithington hops into the jewelry store, picks out the three most expensive items, leaves without paying. You can probably see where this is going. And then the real P.S. Smithington runs in and says, oh, I couldn't make it earlier. My car broke down. And the jewelry store owner is in shock because he was just there. I mean, I would still put this guy on the hook. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I want to know how it's public knowledge that he has a tab at the jewelry store. It's not public knowledge because the 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 other employee didn't know. It's only the owner of the store. Okay, and how did Falseface know then? Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he getting all his intel from? Maybe he's been watching him. Yeah. P.S. Smithington. P.S. Smithington. He, he, he must. Yeah, he must have uh, like followed him to learn how he sounds and stuff, right? To to be able to put on a convincing act. I guess so. Yeah, he does his research. What I want to know is: is is there a Mrs. P.S. Smithington? Or is he putting on all these jewels himself? <laughs> is this for his own benefit? 
that's a mystery that doesn't get solved by the world's greatest detective, unfortunately. Okay, so the bat sim- bat bat signal gets activated because there's been a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Gordon sh- um, is talking to Batman, tells him what happened. The false face is on the loose again. Yeah, which is what he says. Which We're- is- in media res. Exactly, yeah. Of false faces storyline. Both here and in the television show, he's treated as an already established character. Mm-hmm. Like Batman is like, oh yes, I know him, of course. This is all this is a list of the crimes that he's committed. Um, they mentioned that he had previously been um, uh, disguising himself as an Indian prince to get some crown jewels. Mm-hmm. False face, more like brown face. <laughs> Don't do that, people. Ay ay ay. Uh, so I was wondering, like, they never explain what's the secret to his perfect disguises, because it's it's a mask in the TV show. We mm-hmm. see at the end of this comic, it does well, kind of look like it's a mask. It's yeah, it's I think it's always masks. Um, in the television show, though, they did this thing where he impersonated uh, one of the police officers, and basically they just kind of do a camera trick where they like swap him out for the actual actor mm-hmm. and do like a shot reverse shot of him and the actor where he like knocks himself out, yeah. kind of. Did you want to talk about the the truck? The tr- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so in on top of his like uh, he impersonates people gimmick, uh, he also has like a trick truck that he drives around, which has uh, different like levers that he can pull to to make it turn into different things. So in the beginning of the episode, he changes it into an ice cream truck. Uh, which is like they again they do this Call bad back to last episode. <laughs> they do this bad camera thing where it just like pans across and the and the truck drives behind a building and then a, a different truck drives out. Um, and it's like very clearly a different truck because mm-hmm. it's driving at like a different speed and and goes too fast and stuff. It's it's really dumb. But it's supposed to be like, oh, he's got this like magic truck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another part of the episode where he's supposed to be driving like a, a what do they call those armored vehicles that they put money in? Oh, like a, like a Brinks truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so he's got one of those, and Batman catches him, and he like pulls a lever, and the 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 whole back of the thing comes off, and it turns into like the normal truck that he had been driving earlier. Oh no. <laughs> It's this big like prop, and mm-hmm. uh, he also turns it into a police car to impersonate police later on in the episode. But it's I don't know. It's funny and it's goofy. It's sixty six Batman. <laughs> yeah, aligns very well with the uh, Silver Age storylines. Mm-hmm. So um, he, the commissioner, gets a call while they're there that um, a man named Wally Westcott, who's a crooner, has been trapped in his hotel elevator. And uh, we don't need to see how Batman figures this out. He just already knows that every time Falseface impersonates someone, he always gets the other person to be incapacitated first. So we saw uh, P.S. Smithington's car broke down. Wally Westcott is now trapped in his elevator. So that means that wherever Wally Westcott was supposed to be, that's where Falseface is now. So Batman goes to his concert. They they pull this same thing. Like I'm telling you, there's a lot of parallels between this and the TV show. Uh, they pull the same thing in the television show where his henchman or him has this like knockout sleeping like powder that they <laughs> blow into people's faces. Yeah. And they'll like, uh, you know, hide them away while he impersonates them. Interesting. I love yeah. that. Catwoman had that, except it turned out to not be real. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she can borrow it. 
So uh, he shows up at uh, Westcott's concert. What song? What kind of music do you think he's playing? Just by looking at the his way that face he's dressed and the way he's dressed, I thought like bluegrass. And I even went back to be like, does he describe him as a bluegrass singer, or is that just my impression of what he looks like? I mean, he's kind of got like an Elvis do, yeah, hairdo, but he's wearing chaps. Yeah, he's wearing like cowboy chaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing country music? Yeah, I guess that's why I thought bluegrass, something <laughs> like that. Um, so there's a giant barrel of what looks like quarters sitting on the edge of the stage. Roll out a barrel of charity funds, folks, it says with a big sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he sees Batman and Robin running towards him on the stage, he orders his henchmen to start rolling that gigantic barrel of quarters off the stage. However, you never see them actually put a lid on it. So it seems like they should be spilling all over the place. I have this. Same exact question. I'm unclear on how the coins stay in the barrel as soon as they start rolling it. Because they tip it on its side and then roll it. Centrifugal force, I guess. (laughs) If it's going fast enough. (laughs) That'll work. Perhaps. Yeah. Or maybe they just don't show that it spilled a bunch of quarters onto the stage. Yeah. And then the audience ran out and grabbed their quarters back. Yeah. Um, So Batman is able to, like, incapacitate these henchmen, gets on top of the barrel... And then, um, like, uh, is able to, like, get it so it doesn't go into the truck. I'm guessing he shifts his weight on it. Like, he, he'll stand on one side of it and make it roll faster in a certain direction. Yeah. I don't know. It seems just like a really weird way to escape a rolling barrel, like, perfectly going towards a truck. And all he had to do was, like, shove it out of the way. Like, they didn't think that... It might just do that on its own. Well, they were gonna. They were gonna. They were gonna push it on there. Push it on there themselves. They weren't expecting Batman to be, uh, you know, rolling on it, uh, Canadian logger style. Yeah, this is exactly what he's doing. Um, in the meantime, False Face uh, escapes through the crowd, uh, pulls off his like Western chaps, <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> Robin has this fantastic line. So they see a, a doorman standing there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that." That must be him. That that's definitely that's definitely false face. He's wearing that same thing. And Robin runs in and he has, says, "Great cats," which is all <laughs> I'm gonna say from now on. <laughs> oh, there's also in earlier in these panels they the, they call Batman the cowled lawman, which I, again I want to point out that Batman is not a policeman. He as as much as he attends police meetings and he works alongside the police, he is not a policeman. No. He's not. He's making a citizen's arrest. He's not deputized. No. He has no right he they, there's no reason to call him a lawman. No. <laughs> He's uh, you know, in, in theory. <laughs> in, he, in practice? He upholds the laws and he makes citizens arrest. Um so he, he stops this guy who he thinks is false face who has quick changed. Did they ever explain if this actually was him? I'm no, not, they say I'm, it's not. So, it's not him? So they, yeah, so, they, so when false face takes off his chaps, he's wearing these orange pants. Mm-hmm. And then they, when Batman and Robin get outside, they're like, oh, that doorman over there has orange pants. Mm-hmm. So it must be him. And so Batman stops and like, Feels this guy up and tries to like feels his face. Yeah, like tries to pull a mask off, and the the man is like, "What's happening?" Uh, and they realize that it actually isn't false face. And Batman is like, "Ah, the dastardly uh, villain like distracted us. Mm-hmm. He disappeared, but made us think that he was gonna uh, 
pose as the doorman. Yeah. That disappoints me because I had a story about uh, quick changes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Doorman is uh, surprisingly cool with being harassed, too. Yes. I wrote in my notes. He goes, oh, that's all right, Batman. I realized you wouldn't bother me without a good reason. <laughs> so he's like just fine with being uh, like molested. Yeah. Trust in the law. Um, have you ever had to do... We both have backgrounds in theater. Have you ever had to do a quick change before? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've done a quick change. Do you remember like what was your fastest quick change? No, I don't remember the timing of it. I know it was probably like a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, that's a fast one. Yeah. I never had to do a really fast one myself, but um, in college I helped my friend Oliver do a quick change for... Uh, 60 seconds is a long time, though. It is a long time. Oliver had to do like a full costume change, like right in the wings, so I was helping them. And um, I remember there like there was a couple of rehearsals where I had to like stick my hand down the back of their pants to grab their mic pack oh, and yeah. like bring it up. And then there was a night where uh, they were like oh you don't have to reach your hand in my pants anymore I fixed my mic pack and I was like you've ruined this whole experience for me that's all I was trying to get out of this <laughs> so that's a fun memory um but yeah quick changes are fun uh, but he wasn't doing a quick change this time so there you go he actually yeah. did just change his pants and ran ran away yeah. and this doorman did nothing to stop him yeah he's culpable I, I, he probably didn't know Okay. He probably just saw a man taking off his pants and running away. And was like, just You're... another typical day in Gotham City. Yeah, really. <laughs> sure honestly. thing. I do think that he does a quick change in the um, in the television series. Mm -hmm. He does he does like a couple of quick changes. I know at the very end of the episode, he quick changes into looking like Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they catch him because. Uh, Batman does his like little detective work at the very end of the television episode. He's like, "Why is a right-handed chief uh, chief of police holding his handkerchief with his left hand?" Oh, Batman! <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so uh, they go back to Commissioner Gordon and they're chatting about uh, you know the fact that they didn't catch him. Um, though there's there's this panel where. Uh, False face is wearing this mask that makes him look like Black Mask. But yeah, he's it does. not Black Mask. I also just the way is the panels framed, there's this like giant horn coming out of the side of his head. And for a second I thought his mask had bull horns on it, which I think would have looked cooler. No, it's it looks like it's an elephant tusk mounted yeah. on his wall. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, oh, cool. He's got horns. But no, he doesn't. Oh, you know what? It's it's mounted on the wall of the guy who he traps in the in like the next yeah. couple of panels. Okay. So getting to that, uh, Commissioner Gordon receives a telephone call from Arthur Crandall, who's a famed explorer, uh, and explains that he is, in fact, locked in his game room, which luckily has a telephone in it. And also, uh, like, mounted heads of a tiger and uh, a... What are those, water buffalo? Yeah, and a cat. Oh, or is it a fox? Looks like a fox. Uh, maybe it's a fox, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he needs to get out because he's due to receive the Golden Tiger at the Explorers Club. Another golden whatever. <laughs> yeah. Can't get enough of them. Were people just making a bunch of golden statues in the 60s? Yeah. Or is this just strictly a comic book thing? I mean, this was like the age of like the gold standard, you know? All your all your wealth oh, had to be in, in metals mm -hmm. for it to be real. Couldn't be backed by just the, the U.S. dollar. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Batman shows up at the famous Explorer building to stop this crime in progress. 
And uh, the response for Fallsface is just to throw a bunch of priceless stuff at Batman. Yeah, he runs up like a fire escape. He runs up a fire escape mm-hmm. and uh, just begins chucking artifacts at Batman. Mm-hmm. Who does then, nothing to stop it? This <laughs> it's just like, yeah, sure, I'll just let all this stuff get destroyed. That's fine. I mean, what is he gonna do? Uh, catch it's, him. It's gonna fall anyway. I guess. Well, then he would. If he caught him, it would slow him down. He wants to catch Falseface. I guess. Um, Falseface apparently had the forethought to rig a trap in the, uh, the very likely event that Batman showed up at this event. Well, he wanted Batman to show up. Yeah, that was his plan all along. He did say uh, when he was talking to his henchmen that he had a plan that would get rid of Batman. Ah. You were paying more attention to this comic than I was. <laughs> yeah, well, you fell asleep reading it. I did, yeah. I had a headache. Anyway, um, so he rigs a trap. He grabs the sword that's on a suit of armor, uh, and it swings up, and Batman runs past him and falls into a 60-foot tank. Which uh, needs more safety warning signs. Right? The it's... warning sign is inside the tank. <laughs> yeah, the warning sign is on the inside of the room, and it just looks like a regular doorway. You can just walk right in and fall into this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird because he's, initially Falseface says that nobody could have survived that fall. Um, and he picks Batman up and is like, oh, yeah, I'll take him back to my lair, henchman. Uh, why, why is he taking him back to his lair if he thinks he's dead? <laughs> uh, they're, I guess they're going to unmask him and... Well, that, that's what part of the plan is, yeah, he, is that they'll unmask him. He said they'll unmask him and then hold him hostage. Oh, yeah. Dead man isn't very good no. hostage. Good. We'll give you his body. Yeah, maybe. Who needs that? Um, however, it might be explained by the fact that when they get there, there has been an old switcheroo. Um, and it Which isn't, isn't revealed until later. Yeah. It was... Uh, they lift up the cowl and it's... Their faces, they're the same. Batman is false face and... I guess that means false faces Batman. Yeah. yeah, I mean false faces. The 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 man who false face was playing is dressed up in Batman's suit. Mm-hmm. So Batman's done a switcheroo. He also uh, during the time when they're taking this false Batman back to the lair, uh, Batman is like giving directions to the the goons, which. Uh, I don't know how he knows where their secret hideout is. Uh, research. <laughs> um, and the reason why I mention that is because him giving the the goons directions is so Robin can listen over the bat radio and follow them to the location mm-hmm. so they can spring a trap on the goons. I don't know. Very strange. <laughs> yep. So um, they are able to defeat the evil henchman. Batman explains that um, he was able to catch himself from falling by catching the edge of the fabric that was covering the 60-foot tank. Um, And he was able to pull that switcheroo with false face using his utility makeup kit. (laughs) Which is something he has in the comics. mm -hmm. and, and And I don't know if he has it in other, like... Media, but I know he pulls he pulls quick disguises sometimes in other media. Yeah, um, 
I think it's neat. I think it's a good kind of, not really detective, but it's like a very Batman thing to do. It does yeah. like dress up. Play with makeup. Yeah, yeah, to dress up as, as like a criminal in I'm order to catch criminals. I'm going to myself, yeah. Of course, this is the number one Matches Malone podcast, so. Yeah, number honestly. one Matches Malone podcast and don't you forget it. Yeah, um, and he finally unmasks False Face, who doesn't get a name and is just a random uggo. Yeah, he just calls him a nervous, frightened criminal. Yep, and that's certainly what he looks like. Yep. Uh, let's see. Anything else to say about this comic? Uh, oh, so in the television show, instead of doing a switcheroo, Batman just says that he's going to catch False Face by giving him false clues okay. or giving him like false information. Mm -hmm. So they try to out false False Face. So when False Face is trying to rob a bank, uh, Batman and Robin, instead of like stopping the robbery, hide in the bank vault <laughs> so to, in order to catch False Face and his goons. Mm -hmm. They try to outface False Face. Uh, which doesn't end up actually working because False Face gets away and they, have, they still have to chase him around in the Batmobile. Oh, Jesus. You know, when all else fails. <laughs> yeah. There's also a, a prolonged scene where, fal where False Face, I'm doing air quotes, where False Face is on a motorcycle and you can clearly tell that it's like a stunt actor because they never show him up close and anytime that he's facing the camera, he's like in shadow. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Like the just the really dumb camera tricks that they try to pull in that. that it's like very clear what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to just really mention at the end of this comic, um, there is an, an ad for being part of a pyramid scheme for kids. Yeah. Um, it says that uh, Betty and Jim are going to solve a big jewel mystery while bug watching because uh, they have this free magnifying glass that they were able to get from this mailer. Um, so they're looking at ants through magnifying glasses. They see one that's lugging a big pearl and they follow its trail and find what they think must be a robber's hiding place because it's got a necklace, a radio, a watch, a camera, and their friend uh, literally jumps out from the bushes and says, no, it's not. This is my secret hideout for the swell premiums I earned by selling white cloverine brand salve to my friends and neighbors. Um, and you can, too. Just mail in this coupon. And it says that you can get um, a bicycle. You get lunch boxes. You can, it says, uh, yes siree, a real live pony of your very own. Be the first. So I guess none of the kids who are currently selling uh, white cloverine brand salve have sold enough to get the pony just yet so you could be the first <laughs> does it say what you're selling are you selling those prizes yeah. or are you selling no, something else you're selling white cloverine brand salve oh yeah okay so which looks like um snake oil <laughs> yeah snake oil um you could also win a 22 caliber rifle oh geez isn't that fun for kids um for kids oh and a nice red wagon uh, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was weird. There's also some other cool stuff in this comic. Uh, they have the other two like Batman stories they have in here is Batman meets Fat Man, which I read and is really funny. It's about this like circus clown who's this obese man who dresses up like Batman and people laugh at him because he like bumbles he, he pretends to fight crime mm -hmm. in like the ring, in the, in the circus ring, mm -hmm. and bumbles, and people laugh at him. <laughs> and that's kind of his gimmick. Is Kevin Smith's uh, podcast based off of this character, or is he just playing off the fact that like... I mean, it could be. Kevin's just not fat anymore, either. He's He is no longer a fat man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 
the gist of the story is Fat Man gets to meet Batman and ends up like helping Batman by being a clown. And he, he's like he's like sad because he he's like I wish I could really fight crime like Batman and Batman's like I'll let you ride in the Batmobile and then like a crime happens hit the gym fatty <laughs> is what he should say it, no my my favorite line from this whole thing is uh, a guy is trying to run away and Fat Man stands in front of the exit and the guy gets knocked off of his stomach and he goes only a dummy would run into my tummy. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, There's also another one in here, which is a really cool science fiction story where uh, Batman like is flying around in his, his jet and he gets teleported to another planet by a guy who is also Batman. He's like, I watched you with like my Micron telescope and I wanted to be like you on my own home world. Hmm. Um, and Batman's like, well, why did you bring me here? And he's like, there's alien invaders and I can't defeat them. But because you're an earthling, you your people are like super people on my planet. Oh, so he's like Superman. Exactly. Batman becomes Superman uh, on this like other Batman's planet. Why and, does he leave? <laughs> um, because he's not needed anymore. Okay. They have this other Batman that can fight regular crime, I guess. Okay. But they, they need... Maybe they need a Superman. They need regular Batman for uh, the <laughs> the alien invaders that come. That's wild. It is. It's really crazy. You know, uh, white sil- white cloverine brand salve is only 50 cents a tube. 50 cents a tube. Yeah. That's a good deal for whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to I wanna see if you can put it on like bug bites. Maybe. Maybe. Salve. I, yeah, rashes, perhaps. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure our sponsor, uh, who is my father, thank you for sponsoring this podcast, will uh, write in and tell us what white cloverine brand salve is. You think he used it as a child? No, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so a quick round of who would win. Yep. It's pretty obvious. Um, who would win? False face or the clay face? Which clay face? Oh, good point. There's multiples. Because um, I feel like him and Basil Carlo are pretty mat, pretty evenly matched. Yeah, especially if it's like a disguise contest. Yes. Okay, who would win? False face is better at disguises than Basil Carlo, I'd probably say. Okay, hold on. Here's, okay. Here's a category. Okay. Okay, Basil Carlo versus False Face, who doesn't have a name. Um, it's like one of those, like... Uh, contests where you enter to be like, who's the better, like, Charlie Chaplin impersonator? Oh, it's an impersonation contest. It's an impersonator contest. Okay. Yeah, who would win? Uh, Who are they impersonating? Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Um, Well, here's the thing is Basil Carlo is an actor. Mm -hmm. So he would, if, if if there's like a performance portion of it, Basil Carlo would win. Yeah. If there, if it's, solely based on looks, I would give it to False Face. Well, False Face also seems like he, you were saying earlier, he like does the whole thing where he like researches them so he could fall off the disguise. That's true. Like he, he, he was, was able to play the guitar. And, and do a benefit concert as this like singer. Yeah. So he he's at least got some sort of impersonation chops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess False Face would win. Because it, it's like his whole gimmick is his whole thing. Yeah. If he doesn't have that, what else does he have? Nothing. <laughs> um... I guess we could do uh, false face versus oh the clay face that can actually like shape shift yeah um, and, and what what's the contest oh uh, impersonate 
Jim Gordon and uh, steal the keys to Gotham. <laughs> oh boy. Steal the bat phone so you can call Batman over your house and have him deliver a pizza. <laughs> um, ooh, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. The one that can actually... Well, if it's the one that we, we actually went over in the comic, he can only stay as Clayface for something like 48 hours. Yeah. So... He's fresh out of the pit. His, and he wants a pizza. <laughs> delivered by Batman. The jig is up for him after a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I think him... That's okay. And, this is a short-term crime. Him <laughs> more of a prank than anything else. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, really, you don't even need to look like Commissioner Gordon to do that, though. You just need to sound like him. It's a video phone. He shows up on the back computer. We don't know that um, the the other Clayface. I'm. I don't know how I'm completely blanking. We did I am whole, too. We did a whole episode on him. Matt something. <laughs> uh, we don't know that he can actually do different voices. Yeah. So I think it, I would have to give it to False Face again. Matt Hagen, that's his name. Matt Hagen. Okay. Um, you'd give it to False Face because he can do a better like impersonation. I think he can do better impersonations. Yeah. It might be a better disguise if it's the shape-shifting clay face. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But um, if it's if it, if it there's like a vocal element concerned, I think false face has, a, has an upper hand. Yeah. Clay face doesn't really do a whole lot of um, like impersonating people. Not in really. In the Matt Hagen comic that we read. He more just like... Transforms into different animals yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's like, I can turn into a crazy thing. Look at this. <laughs> Isn't that wild? You don't know how to fight me. Yeah. Well, he does, he does in that comic change into like the art gallery curator or whatever. But he never talks. He, yeah. He just like, or I guess he does. He's, he's like, they went that way. They went that way. But but if Batman and Robin didn't know what the art curator sounded like from the beginning. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. The art curator has an Italian accent. <laughs> now, that would have been a good Batman moment. All right. Well. Uh, Is that it? We're done. That's it. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Get a backstory. Get a name. And if you get put in a TV show, demand that they put your name in the credits because... That's some BS if they're not going to do that. Yeah, really. Uh, let's see. Fr- from the comic moral of the story, um, don't tip off Batman to your crime. I mean, that's like every single one of these guys. Like, don't tip off Batman to your crime. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a crime, do it. And like, don't worry about capturing Batman. Don't even bother. Yeah. Don't even bother because you're going to get out of your trap. He's going to win. Don't don't put all your money in gold. It's going to get devalued in <laughs> a few decades. So... You know, just trust the banks and uh, write a check. (laughs) Write a check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So this has been Batmates uh, here on, it's now November 5th, 2020. Very uncertain times, but we hope you're doing well. We're doing all right. We're staying positive. Um, Our theme song was recorded by, or no, it was recorded by us, but it was written by Ben Dean. You can find him at tinyurl.com slash Ben Dean. D-E-A-N-E. And our um, logo logo was signed by Savannah Storm. You can find her at Instagram.com slash art.by.savvys. And we hope you have a good week. And we hope that when we see you next week that things are just back to normal. (laughs) So pray for that, friends. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.